What's up, Substackers? Happy Thursday. Hope y'all are having a wonderful week so far. Uh, I don't know if y'all are over the uh, the whole, uh, you know, oh, well, you know, I normally don't eat like this, but it is the holiday days. I don't know if y'all are over that shit yet. I'm just finally getting there. So my grandma used to always say, you know, like, this is, you know, in the later years of her life, uh, because younger me around my granny didn't give a fiddler's fuck about how much I weighed or how much I ate. Number one, because I could eat whatever I wanted and it didn't matter. But number two, because like, you know, 14, 15 year old me, I didn't give a shit. You know, I was playing football, whatever. Give me nine pounds of casserole. But like, you know, in my mid twenties, me hanging out with my granny when like the weight had really caught up to me. And I was like on stage every night and uh, you just feel a little bit more self-conscious. I started caring and Granny would keep trying to shove stuff in my mouth. It was very hard to say no to her because, you know, if y'all got a grandma, I don't think it has to be a southern mammal by any means. But if you got a mammal and she tries to feed you and you say no, I mean, you, brother, you can see their, you can see their soul leave their body and you can hear their heart break in half. They it kills them matter of fact my granny might have died early because i denied her one too many opportunities to make me a grilled cheese sandwich it's possible that she may still be walking amongst us today if i had every now and then just blurted out granny go in there and make me some rice crispy treats it might have filled her heart now granted it might have backfired and i might be the one dead because hell my cholesterol is high as shit anyways and i've actually been doing you know better in the last couple of years uh, as it turns out better is not enough for the record uh <laughs> and i get it i'll be showing y'all the stuff i cook and you know it's a lot of fish and stuff that's good for me but lord it's slathered in butter but anyways granny she would be i'd be like no granny i can't have insert whatever ridiculous combination of food that no human being on earth except for a mammal would ever serve you know, it's a grilled cheese and a hamburger with chicken nuggets and pudding and some more tapioca pudding. And also, here's some Rice Krispies on the side. Mamaw's just, they're like, Mamaw's like an all-you-can-eat buffet of just shit. And I love it. But I'd be like, no, I can't I can't have that. And she'd be like, oh, honey, I, you, you shouldn't be watching your weight. You're a growing boy. I'm like, Granny, I'm 26. I'm grown. And I'm growing too goddamn much. And then she'd be like, well, honey, it's the holidays. I'm like, Granny, it's February 3rd. <laughs> In my granny's mind, cold meant it was the holidays, right? And realistically, if we're getting down to business here, and by the way, I do have other things to talk about on this rant, aside from grannies and how they be cooking and stuff. I'll get to it in a minute, but I don't know why I have to talk about this. Um, but like realistically it you know using the excuse it's the holidays like it really should be like well yeah you eat a big meal on thanksgiving and then you eat a big meal on christmas there's only two days in the holiday you know for me uh, a, a white anglo-saxon protestant which i don't identify as but that's just what my people be i guess you know obviously there's hanukkah you got eight days kwanzaa i don't know how many days that is um uh, Ramadan, I'm not sure if that's in the, if that's this time of year. I'm also not sure if Dwali's this time of year. However, those are some other <laughs> holidays that I know of. 
uh, from round the world. And of course here in America because we, as we were designed to be a multicultural fucking place, you know, regardless of how some limp dicks feel about it. Give us your tired, your poor, your huddled masses, God damn it. You know, it doesn't say, hey, give us your hot 19-year-old Slavic women and nobody else, motherfuckers. You know, Ellis Island was popping for a reason. We wanted this place to be a melting pot. We wanted that to make us stand apart in a world of homogenized fucking countries. And boy, did we get away from that real fucking quick. Chicken or egg on that one, you know. Who fucking, <laughs> who knows? You know, goddamn, I don't know. The American experiment still currently being conducted. And motherfucker, we need to control, baby. But anyways, what the fuck was I talking about? Oh, right. Uh, the holidays and stuff. But like, I'll say Christmas is different because it's a holiday season. Like, there's not really a Thanksgiving season, you know, there's a Halloween season. It's like all month is Halloween, but really only Thanksgiving, like there's not, November ain't the Thanksgiving season. I believe November is truck month <laughs> in some places. Not sure that, you know, but but like you, you really only put the cornucopia and the gourds and shit out the day before or the day of. You know, there's not really many people doing Thanksgiving decorations. It's kind of just that transitional period from there being a bunch of velvet spiders on your wall and then there being a goddamn, you know, uh, elf on a shelf or various other places that you must hide that little fucker. Uh, which, for the record, if I can uh, say something, with, and, and people feel free to comment and be like, oh, you just think that now, my sweet summer child? I'm actually really pumped about when my son gets to uh, Elf in the Shelf age. My wife is already dreading it. Like, she, I'll send her videos on Instagram of, like, Elf in the Shelf shenanigans that I think are hilarious. Like, these people come up with the most creative ways to hide the Elf, some of which I've wrote down in my notes. I'm like, I ain't going to be able to think of all of them myself. Let's steal some of these bitches from other people, you know? And she's like, oh, my God, this is just going to be so stressful. I was like, my God, lady my wife who i love let's sit down and think about let's just put this all into perspective real quick that's going to be stressful listen you know not to brag but we have a pretty goddamn good life um i would say that 85 percent of it has come let's see yeah 85 percent of which has come from pure dumb fucking luck and the other 15 percent I work my ass off. Uh, now I do work my ass off, but I yeah I gotta tell you guys, like if you're somebody, if you're somebody out there and you're at my level of success even, which is not even that, like you know you look at like the actual successful comedians like Steve Harvey, Dave Chappelle, dude, I don't even exist in that stratosphere. But the fact that like if all I ever did was be the level of success I am right now you know in my community and in the world of comedy per most comedians i'm absolutely considered a success story and we have a fucking wonderful life like i can't even imagine it getting better i can you know i got a pretty goddamn good imagination i mean i, I write sometimes i write fiction for a living but i'm like baby let's think about this for a second we have a big ass nice house with enough bedrooms to have several more kids 
and our mortgage ain't even that much because we live in fucking Marjorie Taylor Greene's district and nobody's pounding on the doors to live here, I guess. So our mortgage is pretty low, right? I've got a good job. Granted, I know, baby, that it scares you sometimes on account of it's not very stable because I'm an independent contractor and I be doing wild shit all the time. And, you know, the thing is, is that sometimes we'll go two or three months and I didn't really get a check, but that's only because I was working on something that when I was done with it, I got a big check. It's weird. It's a fickle business. I understand. However, I'm smart enough and talented enough that I know how to ride the waves, you know, and we're going to be okay. And on top of that, baby, I stay at home with the youngin and am able to do all of my silly stuff that makes us a lot of money from the house. You know, uh, and when you come home, I cook for you, baby. <laughs> now, I know it's hard at the school, but I'm, all I'm saying is let's put stressful into perspective here. You know, stressful is if I had been out of work for six months, you didn't have a nice government job that we got insurance from. I had to work too, so I wasn't able to be a stay-at-home dad, and we had to send our son to daycare, which, by the way, nothing wrong with daycare, but obviously, uh, I think everyone would rather be able to afford staying at home with their kid. I think. I don't know. That's us. That's personal. We ain't got to worry about picking him up. We ain't got to worry about calling my mom to watch him. None of that shit. We just kind of fucking exist. And I know that raising a goddamn kid's going to get harder, but right now he's in that sweet spot where, yeah, he can crawl, crawl pretty goddamn quick, but we just put a cage up and we just chill out. We got all the goddamn TV services. We can watch any motherfucking thing whenever we want. Stressful? Shit ain't stressful, you know? <laughs> I mean, all of life is stressful, but again, put it in perspective. Stress is not having none of them motherfucking things. So, yes, baby, I think, maybe y'all forgot what I was even talking about, we can handle the stress of once a day picking up a goddamn elf puppet and putting his skinny bitch ass in a different location in our home. And to make it even less stressful, I think I got it. I'll fucking handle the, the elf. You know what I mean? No problem. I will just add that to my list of shit to do today. So the list will read uh, checklist do podcast with best friends. Uh, do do another podcast with best friends. Uh, rant to my substackers about something, possibly this elf. Change my son's shitty diaper. Edit all them podcasts. Make some video clips. Try to write another thing for the substackers and then fall asleep at your desk. And then wake up and go, oh fuck, I gotta move that elf. <laughs> you know? But I think I'm gonna be pumped about it, is all I'm saying. Uh... Yeah, yo, I don't know where the fuck I am at in this rant. If there was a loose end that I was supposed to tie up, y'all just tell me about it in the comments because I don't remember. But I do want to talk about the, the heart of this rant now that we're fucking... Yeah, we're 11 minutes in. Let's start the show. How about that? Um, here's what I wanted to talk about. Something that's been just irking the fuck out of me. And also something that, like, it just pains me to no end when I see something being argued about on the internet and it's so goddamn like the people that are arguing on what I consider the wrong side they cannot see for the life of them the glaring obvious truths in front of them or like they can't even like nobody can use goddamn rational thinking anymore no one and, I, and for the record I do mean that on both sides 
that I don't think a lot of people can use rational thinking. Um, you know, I, I'll like I've been on record as saying that I think stu- stupidity-wise, it's, this might piss some of y'all off, but by the way, I don't mean y'all. Stupidity-wise, there probably are an equal amount of dumb liberals and dumb conservatives. I truly believe that. I know y'all are getting ready to fire off in the comments, but here's, let me explain it to you. You will give someone a pass for being dumb if they agree with you politically or they seem like a kind person. Do you know what I mean? I feel like the reason we think there's more dumb conservatives than dumb liberals is because their dumbness is cruel and their dumbness is trying to ruin the goddamn country. But like, dude, there's people who are just born dumb and how they're going to be politically kind of just is up to their surroundings and their parents a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't think there's some smart conservatives, you've lost your goddamn mind. You know, I mean, he never came right out and said it. But uh, one of the greatest comedians of all time, uh, Norm MacDonald, I, I, I think the writing was on the wall that the man was a little conservative. Also, one of the most intelligent motherfuckers that definitely that ever worked in comedy but just period and entertainment and like i just really think that dude could have gone toe to toe with any free thinker and i believe he was a little bit conservative that none of that's my point i just you know me i gotta preface stuff but the topic that is pissing me off that people are arguing and lambasting against and not doing any type of critical thinking whatsoever and elon musk has stirred this fucking pot up like a witch double double boiling trouble and some bullshit out of his goddamn twitter machine is the diversity hire stuff right all a company has to do is mention hey here at and i'm inserting you insert any business here because i don't want to assume one does or one doesn't but just we here at smorgity borgity airlines because i'm saying airlines because this was one of the ones that popped up i just can't remember which airline we are committed to diversity right now here's the deal any sane motherfucker with any amount of compassion in their heart or fuck compassion just logic or just someone who's like ain't my business what the fuck ever would just be like cool places should be diverse because when i think of a place needs to be diverse what i think of is is that yeah there are candidates that are qualified from every single color almost no matter what the job is. Now, you know, if I was hiring someone to work at a Confederate Civil War museum, I might hire the old dude with the bushy gray beard, the white guy, I don't know, you know. Although, again, you know, a black dude knows a lot of it too and he will actually tell you a side of it that perhaps your history books didn't. But my point is, is like, we're talking about an airline here. And so, when Elon tweets, fucking something like well i would just hire whoever the best pilot is regardless of their color and i'm like i think that's what they're trying to do forgive me if i'm wrong but i think that's what they're trying to do i think that they are trying to establish a hiring practice that is based on qualifications and not Hey, my white dad was a pilot here, so I want to be a pilot here. Good job. Here you go, Gary. Not that there's anything wrong with a son following his father's footsteps or anything like that, but you get what I'm saying. Like, to suggest 
that the basically without knowing it elon's tweet suggests oh okay so you're just gonna put an indian to to plant to a pilot this plane even though they don't know how to fly are you suggesting that there's no fucking indian americans who went to flight school have you lost your goddamn mind and i'd say if they were hiring one they'd pick the one that they thought was the best right okay but here's the deal let's look at this from another angle all right let's just say you know it is bullshit that like okay well what if in this scenario there's a white dude who is the most one of the most qualified pilots in the world he's worked at all these other airlines has a perfect record all this shit and he don't get hired because there's already they already got a white guy don't you think that's a little bullshit? Okay, that's fair. I, a little bit, that's fair, right? But let's look at the world, and let's look at not that we are here today, but why we are here today. Because I'm going to posit to you and lay out my argument for <laughs> this is not the first time that people have been hired purely on the color of their skin. I would argue that that's actually been going on the whole goddamn time. It's just that the color of skin people had that made them qualify was fucking white. Do you know how many goddamn white people who were not qualified to do a thing got that fucking job over someone of color who was qualified to do that thing because the person doing the hiring was a goddamn racist? Uh, let me tell you, I don't have an exact statistic in front of me, but bitch, it was a lot. It was a whole hell of a lot. Happened all the goddamn time. I'm not the first person to point this out, and I wish I knew the first person I ever heard say it, but it's so true. If Barack Obama, when he ran for president, had had the reputation and carried himself the exact same way that Donald Trump did, he would have got smoked. He would have gotten smoked. Because historically, historically, so I'm not even saying right now, because I'm gonna be devil's advocate and say that maybe there's some truth to all your dumbass Elon jerking off arguments. Historically, black people have had to be perfect in order to beat out a white person who wasn't that great at the same goddamn thing. I am not trying to pander or be overly woke. If you do not believe what I just said to be true, you have been living with your head in the goddamn sand your whole life. And I can only speak from, you know, I was born in 87, which means I probably didn't really click on to what was going on, at least politically, in the world till I was, you know, 12, 13, 14. And by the way, the only reason that that, that I did is because fucking 9-11 happened when I was, I guess, uh, what, 14, 13 or 14. Other than that, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have paid attention to shit. And you know why I wouldn't have paid attention to shit? Because I was a little white boy in a white town. When you're a little white boy in a white town, that, by the way, we ha literally had... One black family in the town, not to toot my own horn, I took the daughter to prom two years in a row. Skew! Not to toot my own horn, but it is true. 
When you live in a place that is only white people, and therefore only white people having any type of debates, and you're not even seeing, you're not even interacting with black people to have an intelligent conversation on how they behave or how higher, you, you're gonna, you just believe when you hear that there's racism in the country, you're gonna go, well, that can't be. We, you know, we have one in town and we love him. And they'd be like, well, cause he's one of the good ones. He don't act black. You know what I'm saying? Like when, like I would have just, if 9-11 had never happened and made me of like, made me and all my friends grow the fuck up on the spot, grow the fuck up on the spot. Cause I'm, I, I'm working on a thing and I'll, I'll definitely put it on Substack before I put it anywhere else. But I'm, I've been working on this goddamn screenplay for a long time and I just can't crack it. And I'll, if I'm being honest with you, it's because I'm not talented enough. It's a big, it's a convoluted type of thing. I'm writing this screenplay. The tentative title is The Last Childhood, right? And it's about my childhood and the era that we grew up in. And that my, my, the theme of the movie or the TV show or just the fucking essay is going to be that, like, I feel I was the last generation that got to actually be a kid. That was all. That all came crashing down on 9/11 because all of a sudden we realized we weren't safe and that there was some bullshit out there. But dude, if you grew up in the 90s, it was fucking wonderful, you know. Until that happened, and every generation since then has grown up during a war in constant fear, being surveilled by their own government under the goddamn Patriot Act that was installed because of this. They've seen school shootings. The statistics of which are 9,000% more, I don't fucking know. They've never known a time when they didn't have the fear of, I could walk into school and get shot. You know, I grew up my whole life not thinking that. Now, Columbine happened when I was in fifth grade, but it was just the one. And it was a big deal, but it was just the one. And guess what, y'all? Y'all ain't gonna fucking believe this. But we felt like we were all right. And here's why we felt like we were all right. Because you know what everybody in our fucking town told us about what when Columbine happened? Well, first off, they were very quick to say that it wasn't the goddamn guns. I mean, that's, you know, that's 101. You got to get that out there. But it was basically that, like, well, in Columbine, they don't have prayer in school. And so that's why God let that happen. But we're around here in the South. We're Christian folks, so God protects us. That's a fucked up thing to say. It's a fucked up thing to say because, number one, for two reasons... Number one, it insinuates that God let this happen, made it happen. You know what I mean? As punishment for there not being prayer in this school. And the second reason it's shitty to tell kids that is because it insinuates that, hey, y'all are better people than these people. These people's lives ain't even worth as much as yours because they don't believe in God, so fuck them, right? But this current generation's had to grow up with all of that shit their entire lives being on camera, whether it be by somebody else or by them. Their entire lives they've spent having to crave likes and retweets and shit, and they don't even know that there was a time before that when you're, you had more security in yourself. So the screenplay takes place over three generations. It shows our childhood as it was happening pre-9-11. Then it shows our childhood when 9-11 happened. So it's three acts. When 9-11 happened and you start to see the changes in the world, but it, you know, 
Some of it happened fast, some of it happened slow. And then the third act basically is an exploration of people walking around from my generation on anxiety medicine, on depression medicine, being unsatisfied, and a whole bunch of older generation folks having seen exactly what just happened during the pivotal moments of this generation's childhood and going, what the fuck is wrong with them? I guess they're pussies, right? That's the whole contention of the movie. It's not, uh, you shouldn't be blown away by the idea, but as a writer, it is, for me, with my talent level, it's been hard to string all of the three times together and make it cohesive and shit, but I really want to do it. But that's not the goddamn point. My point is that's the only part of America from then until now is the only part of America that I have any authority to speak on in regards of, you know, have you noticed that white people <laughs> oftentimes succeed over black people even when the black person was more qualified? Yes, I have. Yes, I fucking have. And think about all the older people who say that's not true. Motherfucker, you lived through Jim Crow laws. You lived through the Civil Rights Act. You saw all of that shit. You, dude, there was a town in Mississippi that didn't have their first black and white prom until like fucking five years ago or some shit. Their first integrated prom. That's, that's not that long ago. Dude, fuck five years ago. Not, the 1960s ain't that long ago. You know how I know it's not that long ago? We're still being controlled by motherfuckers who started their ascent to power in the goddamn 60s. They're the ones still controlling our fucking lives. So there has always been hiring practices based on race. It's just that for the first goddamn time, it's not in your favor, whitey, me, us. So let's say that the current diversity shit is fucked up. Let's say that it is fucked up. I don't think it is, but let's say, maybe it is, but it's just, it's a pendulum, dude. The pendulum has been so far on the other side of black people having to be perfect when a white person can just stumble over the limbo stick and get the shit. It, that's how it's been for years. The pendulum was so far to the other way. And let me explain to, to not y'all, but them, whoever's listening, when a pendulum is swung so far in the wrong goddamn direction, you cannot expect the people who need that pendulum to be a little bit further in the other direction. You can't expect them to go, let's just pull this really slowly. Let's just pull it really slowly. But no, motherfucker, it happens. It's a yank. You know? It's, it's, and sometimes it falls into overcorrection. Maybe this is. I don't fucking know. But if that is what's happening, you have to understand it. When you're driving on a goddamn bridge, for most people, when you're driving on a goddamn bridge and you start spinning out of control and you are heading towards the end of the bridge, it is a mistake. But what people often do is they yank the wheel the other way because they don't want to die, because they're scared, because they need something drastic to happen right now. It is a visceral response, right? So, if you want to blame somebody for these diversity practices, Elon Musk, look no further than yourself and people like you for making something like this fucking necessary in the first place. Okay? It is a response. It's not coming out of nowhere. 
right? It's not coming out of nowhere. It's like people were like, oh, if they, oh, they got BET, but they don't have WET. BET was a response to the fact that black people were not being represented on all the other channels. They had to have their own goddamn channel. This is a response. Things have not been fair for, a, for the entirety of history. They've not been fair. So let's just say that all this diversity shit is fucked up. Let's just say that. Then I'll say this. We got to take a taste of our own goddamn medicine for a minute before we can finally get the car straight on the road. You know what I mean? You know what I'm fucking saying? And that happens with so many overcorrections. You Overcorrections, like, yeah, it sucks, but it's like it's always going to happen. And I don't blame the fucking people who are overcorrecting because shit has not been fair to them. You want them to respond calmly? Why? You've never given them that goddamn grace in your life. You can't imagine, I can't imagine, it, I can't imagine feeling the way that they feel. I get pissed off enough at shit. I'm pissed off enough at this. I can't imagine how pissed off I would be if I was actually a goddamn victim of it. Bro. And then fucking comedians will talk about like, oh yeah, a white guy can't get a show no more. You know? And it's like, okay, maybe that's true, but white people have almost exclusively been the ones to get shows in the past. It's a fucking overcorrection, but like that's how it's going to be because it's been so unfair. You know? God damn it, I was going to try to get a spot at the local club tonight, but they're having a diversity night. Right? Now, you know, I can't complain too much because I've often been the token white guy and happy to do it because uh, being a redneck who doesn't think that kids should have AK-47s classifies me as a diversity hire. But like, bro, back when I started comedy, I shit you not. This is, and this is not one club owner, this is all of them. Club owners literally, if you were having a showcase night, they'd be like, okay, first off, we've already, we can't have two women on the same show. And we would all just be like, oh yeah, I forgot that was the rule. Just so baked into us. They would be like, you can't, you, you can't have two women on the same show. And also, you can have two black guys, because they're guys. You can have two black guys, but they can't go right after each other. They can't be back to back in the lineup. Which obviously the insinuation there is like, well, black people all do the same thing. So you can't do that. This was when I started out. I'm a young man. Granted, I started doing comedy 20 years ago, but I'm a young fucking man. So yeah, sometimes when you start with that, what happens next is the complete opposite. Does it suck? Do, do I, listen, do, is there times that I feel, and I've seen some people when I'm you know, doing stand-up or like I'm up for a show, I've seen comments like, oh, another white guy, fucking great. That's what we need, another white guy. Dude, I host a podcast with three white guys. We've seen it all, you know? Yeah, it fucking sucks, but like, I'm sorry, but we've had the gravy train for so goddamn long, I think I can take it on the chin for a fucking while. You know? And again, dude, historically, historically, ships do tend to right themselves a little bit. Like, it's, it's fucking Louie, I believe. I don't know if he had a bit about it or he was talking about it on some late night show, and he was talking about, like, you. it's, it's like you almost see... Whenever there's a uh, whenever a Republican leaves office, a Democrat gets voted in because like we're just a continual fucking pendulum, and then every now and then, like the '90s for instance, things kind of felt like they were in the middle and on the straight and narrow, and then boom, here we go. So I think we're 
uh, in the middle of one of them boom here we go holy shit times and that there's better things coming down the road but the only way that we're going to get better things is if everybody understands how goddamn privilege works and accept that they fucking have it and accept that some people need a little bit of what we've been afforded our entire goddamn life all right i'm sorry i've talked too long uh i love y'all i'll talk to you later putting on airs comes out tomorrow it's a great episode uh we talked about <laughs> we talked about trey talked about tennessee williams and i talked about akon young jesus no, I didn't talk about Akon and Young Jeezy. I only talked about Akon. It's just that every time I say Akon, I want to go, Young Jeezy, uh, because of their first song, Locked Up. It doesn't sound like he'd fit the show. Wait, Akon's fancy? Uh, yeah, he does some real fancified shit. You'll hear part of it. I'm putting on airs tomorrow. Thank you all for subscribing. I appreciate all y'all who uh, pay the uh, $5 a month to be on this sub stack. For those of you who don't, I'm glad you're fucking here too. And it's totally fine. Um, but for real... Uh, it does give me the support and the time I need to work on things that I can give to y'all. And we got a lot of cool things coming up uh, here soon because I'm going to have a lot more free time. That's all I can say. And I'm fucking real happy about it. All right. I love y'all. Talk to you later.